There's a conspiracy afoot that's pulling the world into darkness. Information is the new battlefield. Propaganda, disinformation, and media manipulation dominate the minds of the public. Join us on the Dark to Light Show as we remove the head of the snake and expose media censorship, social and cultural engineering, and the unfolding global conspiracy of the New World Order. Welcome to the Dark Delight Show. My name is Josh. I hope everybody out there is doing well. And uh, it's it's Thursday, December 1st, 2022. And I reflect. I reflect on the month of November and what has occurred, transpired, what is continuing to transpire. I look at Arizona, Pennsylvania, Nevada, I look at New York, Michigan, and what I begin to see is that these politicians care not about you or me, but instead for power, money, and control. What we're witnessing right now is the decline of a nation. What we're witnessing is the end to the United States Constitution. Out of all the elections that were stolen, only one candidate has stepped up to the plate to fight. That's Kerry Lake out of Arizona. Doug Mastriano in Pennsylvania Dr. Oz in Pennsylvania, clear election fraud. They've done nothing. They conceded and bowed their heads and stepped away. Lee Zeldin in New York, massive problems on election day with voting machines. Bows his head, walks away. Tudor Dixon, Michigan, bows her head, walks away. We have Herschel Walker going to a runoff with Warnock on December 6th. But how come in the meantime, between November 8th and December 6th, why didn't Herschel Walker come forth and say, hey, what was this mysterious spike right here? Hey, we have indications that there's voter fraud, that people were disenfranchised. Why? Why do these candidates not speak up? Why do people not speak up? Why do the, the constituents, why aren't they rising up? In Arizona, Carrie Lake seems to be the only one, and patriots all throughout Arizona are rising up with her. Interesting enough, the Gateway Pundit posted an article just yesterday. Finally, 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 National Group uncovers real-time Democrat election fraud. Here's how they did it. Now, this is quite interesting. So, a policeman pulls over a speeder. The police computer fortunately picks up that speed three hours ago, similar to the vehicle held up at a liquor store. Now the alert comes out. What they're pointing out here is a delay 
within an accounting system utilized within the majority of states. County election managers changed the zip code of over 31,000 voters on September 3rd. Ballots went out that week. Those 31,000 ballots became undeliverable. Someone goes out there and collects those new ba- those ballots. On September 15th, those addresses are changed back. The National Change of Address Database, the NCOA, will not pick up those address changes. They did not happen because there's no change history of it. The 31,000 citizens were getting their mail just fine, except for the ballots. The ballot addresses were driven by the county mail-in data ballot database. The one that was changed then changed back. Many states send ballots to everyone. The recipient is none the wiser that they never received a mail-in ballot. They may vote in person. Oops, you already voted. Have you heard that before? Well, this is what we've seen. The fraud equation taking place across the country of what this group has discovered. They count the in-person votes on election day. They count the early in-person votes. They shut down this system, like the Atlanta Water League and Maricopa County. They bring in the undeliverable ballots gathered when someone changed the voter's name, addresses, or zip codes, and then changed them back months before. They determine the amount of votes they need to win. They fill out the ballots. They submit them. And then Republicans file lawsuits months later when it's all said and done. And the evidence of this is startling. We're seeing this in all those states that I've already mentioned. This group has this evidence. We'll see if it ever sees a grand jury. My guess is it never will. My guess is is that this evidence, along with all other evidence that's ever been brought forth, will just go away. Courts will throw it out and nothing will come of it. But you know what? There is some justice happening in the election fraud business. A former Louisiana police chief, city council member, and an additional co-conspirator were sentenced in Amit City, Louisiana for a a vote-buying conspiracy. This is the same type of conspiracy that was happening in a democratic city within Florida, where people were going around paying people $10, $15, $20 for their ballots, taking their ballots, and then accumulating them. And when they needed the votes, well, guess what they did? They filled them out and submitted them. See, my problem with this is that if we don't have free and fair elections, we don't have a constitutional republic. We don't have our primary freedom, and that's the freedom to choose our leaders. If 2020 had election fraud, if 2022 had election fraud, then why do we believe that 2024 will be any different? Why does Donald Trump go out there and say, I'm running for president in 2024? 
Does he believe that that's going to make a difference? That we can just somehow overwhelm the system like they did in Arizona and still cheated? Like they did in Georgia, but yet still cheated? We can't win elections when the other side is stealing them. And we as an American people need to think long and hard about the route that we need to take to bring back the sanctitude of our elections, to bring back the trust within our systems. Because something needs to happen before 2024. And if you think voter ID is going to make any difference, it's not. If you think going to all paper ballots is going to make a difference, it's not. You need a system of peer public accountability. You need a system with third-party oversight, with non-voters, non-political-oriented people, or representatives from every side. It's a a travesty, it really is, to watch this country fall down, to watch this country destroy itself. And the people do nothing. I talk about it, I I research it, I, I get this information out there. But why are the people not rising up in protest? Why are the people not utilizing their fourth, or sorry, their first amendment right. You have the right to protest. You have the right to, to religion, a free speech, and the right to redress of grievances from your politicians and your government. Why is it only a select few in Arizona that stand up? What are they afraid of? Are they afraid that they're going to be ridiculed and criticized within the mainstream media? Are they afraid that these people will come after them financially, socially? That they'll come after their family or maybe harm will be done? I understand those concerns. But look what's truly at stake here. This threat is greater than you or I. This threat deals with our children, our grandchildren, their future, their freedom, their rights, their liberties. Voting is the most important right of an American citizen. And when that vote is stolen, missled, redirected, that is a crime against the sovereignty of this nation, a crime against the Constitution, a crime against the people of the United States. Don't even get me started with the corporate, the private, in the foreign investments that buy the votes, that buy the politicians, the lobby, 
We're going to take a quick break. We'll be back with more Dark Delight Show right after this. Hey guys, Josh here. Mike Lindell of MyPillow has been an amazing patriot supporting President Trump and conservative and Christian values throughout the last four to five years with everything that's been going on. We ask you to go out to MyPillow.com and help support Mike Lindell as well as myself and this show, The Dark Delight Show, with using promo code RPP to save up to 66% on your purchase. For the best night's sleep in the whole wide world, visit MyPillow.com. The world is becoming more unglued by the day. Local consequences are now showing up. We are seeing sky-high gas prices, higher food prices, shortages, and more. How should you respond? Go to redpills.tv slash patriot. That's R-E-D-P-I-L-L-S dot TV slash patriot. Secure your long-term emergency food storage from My Patriot Supply. My Patriot Supply is by far the largest preparedness company in America. They're in stock and shipping quickly in unmarked boxes to your door. Their emergency food supplies last up to 25 years in storage. When you need it, it'll be there. Lunches, dinners, drinks, and snacks totaling over 2,000 calories a day. Get free shipping on any order over $99. Again, go to redpills.tv slash patriot. The global financial system is on the verge of collapse. Here in the United States of America, we have rising inflation, rising cost of goods and services from gas to food. We have supply chain disruptions. We have the incompetent presidency of the United States of America running the U.S. dollar into the ground by debasing it, by radicalized spending and printing. There is only one thing in this world right now that is a worthy investment that has been the hedge for inflation year after year. Guys, that's gold and silver. Look, I invest in gold and silver, and there's no reason why you should not either. My buddy, Dr. Kirk Elliott, is an economist and financial advisor, and he is amazing at what he does by helping you get your 401ks, your IRAs, or just helping you purchase gold and silver bullion. You can give him a call at 720-605-3900, or go to getgoldtoday.com and let him know that Josh from the Red Pill Project sent you. Dark Delight with Josh Reed on the WYSL stations. All right, back with the Dark Delight show. <clears throat> and, you know, I think uh, we'll, we'll take the end of that segment with the voter fraud thing and we'll leave it there. And we can transition into the news and, and kind of look over some stories, especially ones that are peculiar, peculiar in a sense. Have you guys heard that uh, Biden's Secret Service rental cars caught on fire in Nantucket? The Secret Service rented five rental cars when President Biden visited Massachusetts. They rented five vehicles from Hertz to carry the president and his family. All five of them caught fire in a parking lot. This is bizarre. We have a Chevy Suburban, a Ford Explorer, an Infiniti QX80, a Ford Expedition, and a Jeep Gladiator. So they're all different cars. Now, the interesting thing is, 
And this is something that I pointed last night, out last night on uh, Social Red Pill. Is that the cars all caught fire in the engine blocks. That the steel and metal was completely melted and deformed. But rubber tires were left intact. The engines melted down. The fronts of the vehicles melted down. But the dashboard completely intact. Something is not right with the situation here. Five cars don't mysteriously just catch on fire and burn, especially after the Secret Service just drove them with the President of the United States. Not only that, is they don't just burn in the engine. It's almost like that this was a failed assassination attempt. That someone had sabotaged these vehicles. And the sabotage just didn't work out the way they planned. This is a big potential. I'm serious about this. Or, I don't know. This is a mystery. I've been looking into this for the last day. But it's definitely a mystery. I, I, I can't explain this. It looks like either they use some type of nanothermite or some type of directed energy weapon. Maybe it was a uh, maybe it was a warning to Biden and the globalist of who really has power and control. It, there, anything is possible these days. All right. Democrat-led House committee now has six years of Donald Trump's tax returns after a very, very long legal battle. This is the House Ways and Means Committee has received the six years of President Trump's federal tax returns. Now, you know, here's what's interesting about this. Is Donald Trump fought tooth and nail to not release his tax returns. You have everybody on the liberal media, social media, going, oh my God, they got the six years of Donald Trump's tax returns. Any day now, they're going to arrest him and and they're going to find criminality and all this stuff. Firstly, I want everybody to understand this. There is not one billionaire in the world who files their taxes with the Internal Revenue Service lying and putting illegal information on there. Do we understand the logic in that? If you're a multi-billionaire with multi-billion dollar businesses and you file a tax return, are you going to lie on it? Are you going to put fraudulent information on there? Are are you going to put illegal information? Oh yeah, you know I was uh, did did this business deal with uh, Russia oligarchs and uh, Vladimir Putin and put that on my tax return. This is the the idiocracy of the left. Oh, they're going to look at his tax returns. They're going to find something illegal in there. If they were going to find something illegal in there. The IRS would have found it the last six years because you darn well know that the IRS, controlled by Democrats, even under Trump, were still 
looking at Donald Trump's tax returns, even though they weren't public. Remember when they leaked them? Yeah, I remember that. There's nothing wrong with his tax returns. But see, what it does show is it shows where you receive money from. Donations, these types of things. And I don't think Donald Trump has anything to worry about there. But if we take an example of a tactic that Donald Trump has used before. Do you remember when Donald Trump sued the Barack Obama administration over DACA? DACA was is if you go here and, and you finish school, if you're, if you're an illegal immigrant, you come over here and you finish school, then you can become a citizen. He challenged DACA all the way up to the Supreme Court. And the Supreme Court ruled against President Donald Trump. But Donald Trump come out, came out and said, that was a win. And the reason it was a win is because it proved without a shadow of a doubt that executive orders are not law. They're administrative policy. The Supreme Court ruled on the DACA ruling that Donald Trump cannot rescind DACA because it is not a law. It is administrative policy and it's ineffective once his administration comes in unless he wants to renew it. If Congress wants to make it law, they can take the executive order and make it law. This was a win for Donald Trump. But see how he did that. He used that tactic to switch it around. And now that they got his tax returns, a federal court had ruled, yeah, absolutely. If you have suspicions, you can have those tax returns released. So think what happens when Republican Congress gets in the power in January. Maybe they go out there and request Hunter Biden's tax return or Joe Biden's tax returns, of which now a federal court would have to acquiesce and give into that since they did it for Donald Trump. See how those tactics are played? See how that operates? There's always this 5D chess motif being played out. You always have to look at the bigger picture when you look at things. The dollar has slumped today um, after Jerome Powell's comments. The U.S. dollar slumped on early European trade Thursday after Federal Reserve Chairman Jerome Powell pointed to a smaller rate hike ahead, boosting risk appetite to the detriment of the safe haven, the dollar index, which tracks the greenback against a basket of six other currencies, fell 0.2% to 105.705, extending Wednesday's more than 1% drop. Jerome Powell came out yesterday and, and said ahead of the uh, December 17th FOMC meeting that they're probably not going to do a 0.75 basis point hike, but instead of probably a 0.5 basis point hike. And the market went, yay! They are spending this country into oblivion. Don't think for a moment that the Fed cares about the dollar when the CBDC is coming in right behind it. Don't think for a moment that they're not knowingly 
crashing the value of the dollar, hyperinflating the value of the dollar, destroying the global food supply system, destroying the global retail markets, destroying critical infrastructure of top world nations. Don't think for a moment that any of this is a coincidence because it's not. It is the grand setup for the systematic destruction of the world, bringing all Western nations down to their knees to the point where they're hungry, they're cold, they're homeless, and they're begging for government to save them. See, this is what they want. They don't want to force it down your throat. They want you to beg for it. We'll be back with more Dark Delight Show right after this. Dark Delight with Josh Reed on the WYSL stations. All right, back with the Dark Delight show. And you know, sometimes I just talk and don't think that I'm angry because I am. (laughs) But, But here's the thing. Is we're getting to the point where there's no turning back. We, we can laugh about this if we want, right? Oh, they stole the election again. Ah, oh, those silly Democrats. But if it's not the Democrats stealing the elections, it's the Republicans. It, it, politicians steal elections. It's not left or right. It's just the Democrats are the ones that just happen to be in power. For a long, long time, the mainstream media was controlled by Republicans. Now it's controlled by liberals. And ideologies ensue. But see, right now the people are done with it. The people are sick and tired of it. And in one country in particular, two countries in particular, the people are sick of it. Take Brazil, for example. Millions of Brazilians are calling for the army to save democracy from the corrupt communist Lula. Now, Lula, if you didn't know this, is a convicted felon in Brazil. Now, it's against the Brazilian constitution for a felon to be able to run for president. But he did. And the courts overlooked it. They didn't care. The Supreme Court that he even handpicked himself when he was once a leader just said that he won the election. But Bolsonaro's got some might behind him because the military, who are under... I believe it's Article 5 of the Brazilian Constitution. The military gets to handle disputes. And the military is coming out saying, "Uh uh-uh, there is voter fraud and Bolsonaro is president. And the people and the military are rising up against their own government. 
Now, I don't know how this is going to turn out. The Supreme Court has issued Bolsonaro the handover power, and the transition begins in January. Or sorry, the, the, uh, yeah, the transition begins on December 12th. The inauguration is scheduled for January 1st. And I believe that there's going to be a military interaction in this one. I believe that the military is going to step up and arrest Lulu and arrest the corrupt judges. And justice will be served in Brazil. And think about this. For multiple weeks, months since the election, millions upon millions of Brazilians have taken to the streets in protest. They haven't burned anything down. They haven't violently attacked or killed anybody. But they filled the streets. Why can't we get that here? Why can't we get that in Arizona? Why can't we get that in Pennsylvania? Why can't we get that in Albany? Why can't we get... The millions of people who went out to vote and were disenfranchised, who had their votes stolen, who had their constitutional rights stolen, why can't we get them to organize peacefully, to protest their government for a redress of grievances, to surround their capitals, block off the streets? No, you do not need a permit. Any government that tells you you need a permit to protest is tyrannical unconstitutional. Now go on over to China. China doesn't hide it. They're totalitarian. They know they're totalitarian. Their people know they're totalitarian. But they've been on massive, restrictive, tyrannical COVID lockdowns for months. And what comes out of these lockdowns? More COVID. Why? Because masks and lockdowns don't work. And the people have decided to fight back. The people have decided to rise up. But what we're seeing is instead of going out and fighting the protesters, they're locking apartment buildings and condos, welding shut the front doors. People are standing up saying, what are you doing? You can't do this. They're taking the WeChat, which is a social network, but also state-controlled. And when they do that, the Chinese government shows up to their house and strong arms them to be quiet, to shut up. A group of people went and protested this last weekend. When they showed up for work Monday, they went to scan in their social ID, which is attached to their social credit score. They went to scan in the work and it came up red and they weren't allowed to go to work. Why? Because they were flagged for being at the protest. George Orwell would be rolling in his grave. 1984 is now a reality. It is here. It is with us. It is among us. We have to understand that if we sit within our houses, if we go to social media, 
if we scream from our windowsills, nothing will ever change. We have to know that until we hold politicians accountable for their actions, accountable for their words, nothing will ever change. We have to understand that any act of division, separation, segregation, anything that divides us must be overcome and people must unite to save this country. That a divided nation cannot save themselves nor help themselves. For the wound is already too great. It's we the people for a reason. A constitution is a contract. It's a contract developed by the people to restrain government. And now that government uses that same authority granted to them by the people to restrict and restrain the people. When will humanity learn? When will Americans wake up? When will they see the light? If not today, when? Why is it every two years we go through the same headache? We go through the same evidence. We go, we talk to the same politicians. We file the same lawsuits. Then we acquiesce and these leaders that came out and said, oh, it was all stolen. And they collected hundreds of millions of dollars. They come out and say, well, we'll, we'll get them in two years. We'll, we'll just, we're going to run again in two years and we'll win then. We'll overwhelm the voter rolls and nothing happens. Then they get in the office and four years later, nothing happens. Because it's not the politician. It's the system, stupid. The system is designed against you. The system is corrupt. The system was manufactured so that if one hero politician rises to power, he is rendered defenseless against the slings of the arrows of the establishment. I'm a firm believer we no longer live in a constitutional republic. Although we have a constitutional republic. And it's ours for the taking. It's right there waiting for us. And I talked about this a little last night. The idea of freedom. See, I don't think that most Americans can handle true freedom. Intellectual, spiritual, mental, physical. And I believe that many of the elites agree with me on that. That most people can't handle freedom. This is why free will is an illusion. This is why they inundate you with choice.
Democrat, Republican. Coke, Pepsi. Buffalo Bills, New York Jets. Because if I limit your choices, I can control the decision-making process. And if I can get you in that rabbit hole, if I can get you in that loop, then I know you can't handle true freedom. Because true freedom requires a high level of personal responsibility. An incredible reinforcement of self-discipline. I have a few definitions, actually, of freedom that I want to share with you. And I shared these last night in my podcast. But I'm going to share them again. And it's two, two definitions. The first one is the definition of freedom. And this is my definition of freedom. Freedom is the power and ability of an individual to discipline their mind in the attainment of their own evolution, progress, and development without external interference. Interesting, isn't it? It's not necessarily what we think freedom is. We look at it as these rights guaranteed to us by our creator, but instead freedom Freedom is the discipline of the mind to coordinate a benefit for us that, that, that brings about our evolution, our progress as a being, as a conscious living being in this universe. Growth. And most people in this world right now can't handle that. Most people in this world would give up that definition of freedom for someone else to tell them what to do. Not you, not me, but many. We'll be back with more Dark Delight Show right for this. Hey guys, Josh here. Mike Lindell of MyPillow has been an amazing patriot supporting President Trump and conservative and Christian values throughout the last four to five years with everything that's been going on. We ask you to go out to MyPillow.com and help support Mike Lindell as well as myself and this show, The Dark Delight Show, with using promo code RPP to save up to 66% on your purchase. For the best night's sleep in the whole wide world, visit MyPillow.com. The world is becoming more unglued by the day. Local consequences are now showing up. We are seeing sky-high gas prices, higher food prices, shortages, and more. How should you respond? Go to redpills.tv slash patriot. That's R-E-D-P-I-L-L-S dot TV slash patriot. And secure your long-term emergency food storage from My Patriot Supply. My Patriot Supply is by far the largest preparedness company in America. They're in stock and shipping quickly in unmarked boxes to your door. Their emergency food supplies last up to 25 years in storage. When you need it, it'll be there. 
lunches, dinners, drinks, and snacks totaling over 2,000 calories a day. Get free shipping on any order over $99. Again, go to redpills.tv slash patriot. The global financial system is on the verge of collapse. Here in the United States of America, we have rising inflation, rising cost of goods and services from gas to food. We have supply chain disruptions. We have the incompetent presidency of the United States of America running the U.S. dollar into the ground by debasing it, by radicalized spending and printing. There is only one thing in this world right now that is a worthy investment that has been the hedge for inflation year after year. Guys, that's gold and silver. Look, I invest in gold and silver, and there's no reason why you should not either. My buddy, Dr. Kirk Elliott, is an economist and financial advisor, and he is amazing at what he does by helping you get your 401ks, your IRAs, or just helping you purchase gold and silver bullion. You can give him a call at 720-605-3900, or go to getgoldtoday.com and let him know that Josh from the Red Pill Project sent you. Dark Delight with Josh Reed on the WYSL stations. All right, back to the Dark Delight show. And you know, what would be freedom without the definition of a slave? Now, I want you to listen very carefully to the definition of my definition. These are, these are my definitions of a slave. When one involuntarily, forcibly, or through their own ignorance allows an external force or information to dominate and control their thoughts, actions, and reality. I'll say that again. A slave is someone who involuntarily, forcibly, or through their own ignorance allows an external force or information to dominate and control their thoughts, actions, and reality. Emotions should be in there as well. So, we see that freedom derives from discipline. And becoming a slave derives through either manipulation, coercion, force, or ignorance. In most parts, it's ignorance, and that ignorance derives from a lack of discipline. The problem that we are in right now in this country, globally, around the world, is primarily from ignorance, is from the lack of discipline, is from the non-utilization of the rights and the freedoms that we've had our entire life. Because we decided not to use them, because we were indoctrinated into a system of manipulation, into a system of coercion, and we chose to stay on that path with that system. We chose to be swayed to one choice or the other. We chose the left or the right. We chose Snickers or Mars Bar. We chose public or private schools. We chose our college. Because that's conformity. That's the human condition. 
We gave up our freedom to be comfortable. And it goes back to that great quote that hard men create easy times. Easy times create weak men. Weak men create hard times. Hard times create hard men. And we're coming full circle on that, aren't we? We are at this precipice, this pinnacle, this apex of civilization to where we have to decide whether we're going to be a civilization, a country, a people who rule over ourselves or allow ourselves to be ruled over. And if we allow ourselves to be ruled over, then sit back and do nothing. Don't go out there, protest. Don't ask for a redress of grievances. Don't express your constitutional rights. Do not go out there and vote. Or care for your vote, even counting. Believe that the system is just hunky-dory and let it continue the way it is. But if you choose to have that freedom, to rule over your own mind, your own domain, to control the inflow and the outflow of information both ways, to have that filter up when the slings of arrows of information come to manipulate you, then you got to get mad as hell. You got to start organizing. You got to start collaborating. You got to start talking to your neighbor. You got to go down to the VFW, the American Legion. You got to go out to your, your Masonic temples or wherever you guys are going, wherever people out there collaborate. You got to bring the question up. You got to bring the conversation up. You got to start collaborating and uniting people, bringing people together under one common accord. There are more people right now awake and aware of what is happening in the world than any time before. You would be surprised at how many of them are in fear to just utter the words in public. Because they don't want ridicule. They don't want criticism. They don't understand their freedom. But I tell you, if you go to those places, if you go to the local bar, if you go to the local hangout and you say, these people are tyrants. We need to organize. These people will stand right behind you and say, let's do it. And see, this is not about rising up with the Second Amendment or our constitutional authority or the, the direction of the declaration of what our founders did. There had to be a shot heard around the world for that level to come about. And we are not at that point. 
And I do not want to be at that point. That's why we need people in mass. We need people organized coming together, rising up and saying, no more. That's it. We're done. How long did it take New York State to get rid of Cuomo? Two weeks. Two weeks of protesting outside of his house. And he was gone. Why do we go to the buildings that they're not at? Why do we go to the town hall when we're angry at the governor? Why do we stand out in front of the main highway when we're angry at the school board? There's public highways, there's public sidewalks and highways right outside their houses. If you occupy their space, I guarantee you, you'll get their response or their resignation. Well, I was about to start another one, but hey, I guess that'll work. I hope you guys have a fantastic day. This is the Dark Delight Show. We'll talk to you tomorrow.